awesome to worship the Lord and who He is. He's incredible. He deserves all of our attention and worship. It is amazing. I hope that you can feel God's presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. If you're here in the sanctuary, y'all can go ahead and have a seat. If you're watching online, thank you so much for participating with us and joining in our service. We absolutely hope that you can feel God's presence as well because God is doing some big stuff. Like God is doing some great things in us, in our lives, in marriages, church. Uh, for us as a, a church, we wanna continue to move forward with our vision to share the radical love of Jesus in this community that God has put us. And if you've been tracking with us over these last several weeks, we've been in a fantastic series called Winning the War in Your Mind. It's based off a book by Pastor Craig Groeschel. And we have been, man, we've been diving into some great stuff. There have been, been incredible revelations that have happened. I hope that you're feeling it, that you're experiencing it. Uh, I know last week I focused on the reality of triggers and coping mechanisms. So triggers are things that all of us have. They cause us to feel, feel something, experience something. And then oftentimes if it's traumatic or if it's difficult, we cope, we find a way to cope and to process through that. And so sometimes, unfortunately, it's not healthy and we need to reframe the way that we think and, and the and, and man, it was so powerful. If you, if you weren't able to watch that, I'd encourage you to go to the YouTube channel uh, Grace Church Melbourne and, and watch it from last week. It was so significant. And so I'm, I'm continuing to believe for more things uh, for today because, you know, sometimes in our lives, for those of us that are following Christ, I know some of you might not yet be doing that, which is, which is fine. Like, I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad you're watching online. Uh, I'm so glad you're part of us. But for those of us who have made a decision to begin to follow Christ, what happens is we realize there are some things in our life that needed to change. And so it's kind of that past life and we left some stuff back there. But unfortunately, sometimes we hold on to a few things and we bring some stuff with us. So we like to leave a lot behind, but there, there might be some things in your life right now that you're continuing to carry a little bit. And, and in fact, some of the language that we've used in this series is some of the things that we're that remain in our life, we're battling against them, right? That's where you get the terminology about winning the war in our mind. And so some of us, we're still battling against something. In fact, it's even turned into a war. We're constantly thinking about it, constantly dwelling about it. And it, it's possible that it's become a regular part of our life. But today is gonna be different. Today, we're gonna make the bold proclamation that we're gonna win the war. So we're not just winning the war, we're going to win the war. So today I'm gonna to focus on us being freed from our addiction. So when you understand the reality of addiction, there's a lot of things that we can become addicted to. In fact, you know, many of us, we have plenty of different types of addiction. We can have a physical addiction or emotional addiction, and then certainly you have substance type addictions. And, I mean, you could be addicted to working out. Like you don't just have to work out all the time and do that. You could be addicted to running and where you experience the runner's high and you just always wanna do that. You're always thinking about it. You could be addicted to shopping and spending. Uh, you could be like me and you'd be addicted to chocolate. Like there's, there's so many different things that we can truly become addicted to. And then certainly there's, there's the more, more common ones that, that we're aware of uh, where we can become addicted to gambling uh, or sexual sin. And then certainly drugs and alcohol, where we become substance focused. And so if you don't understand addictions, what, what happens, the reason this is part of this series is because when we experience something in our life, our, our brain releases a chemical. 
So our brain releases that, and, and then what happens is we want to get that fixed again. And we're after it repeatedly, and so our brain is constantly re releasing these chemicals, or our addictions can actually come from compulsive behaviors where we get obsessive about certain things and we have to have it and, it, and we make it part of our life. And, and so whether it's that chemical release or our behaviors, addiction can become a regular part of our life and, and it creates dependency. We're dependent on that thing, that item, that, that circumstance. And at the true nature though of what addiction is, it's a way that the devil uses those things to pull us away from the Lord. Because any addiction that we have, it's creating dependency on that thing and, and the enemy is using to pull us away from it. So we feel like we're losing that battle against him. And so he's trying to pull us away from the Lord because the, in, when, when you're following after Christ, God wants us to be fully dependent upon him, a complete dependency on the Lord. And so if, if, we're, if we're distracted or we're pulled in one direction or another from something else, then our whole dependency isn't on Christ. And so there's a verse I wanna share with you before we pray. In Romans 7, 15, it says, I don't really understand myself. For I wanna do what's right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. And, and that's, that's a verse that maybe you've heard before. And many times in our addictions, we, we go, man, I don't want to, I wish I did. And, and yet we find ourselves continually going back to that. And so I share that and I know that that's a struggle, but what I wanna also share with you is, you know, at the end of the service, we're gonna believe for breakthrough because, because of Christ and who he is and his victory over sin and death, you know, he died on the cross, but he rose again. We're gonna experience victory today. So I need you to, to, to rise, rise up inside of you, your, your faith and belief and push doubt aside because today you're going to experience the victory in the war against that addiction that you're facing. And so if you would lean in a little bit, I wanna pray uh, before I get rolling in this message. And so Lord God, we come before you and God, we just wanna acknowledge how much we need you and we want you and we desire you. And God, thank you for being present here. We, we worship you, you deserve, you absolutely deserve our worship and attention to everything, all that we are. And so God, as we walk through this process of what it looks like because of our behaviors and our decisions and our addictions, Lord, we're, we're being pulled and distracted from that. And God, I pray that you would release your power Release your Holy Spirit, Lord, even now, that we would experience miracles and signs and wonders and freedom once and for all. In Jesus' name, amen. So obviously when you talk about addiction and you preach a message on addiction, it, it's a little bit more intense. Uh, so this message is, is gonna be very serious in nature because it just, it is, there's, there's more at stake. You know, there's more at stake when you understand how addiction can change our life. And, and there, many of us have different addictions, you know, addictions of all different types. And, and so it, it's possible even if you've been following Christ for a period of time, you've been battling this addiction and have even come to a church service before. And you've said, God, I wanna be free. I don't wanna have this anymore. It's possible that you've even been prayed over before to, to have this, this addiction gone and where you're like, God, I wanna be done with that once and for all, I want it removed. And, possible that it worked for a little while, but then maybe you find yourself continuing to struggle with that addiction or you return to it and it came back. And, and so today I wanna make the bold proclamation, we've been praying and believing for this time because 
I'm praying that it's once and for all. It's not to be returned back to, but it's, it, it's winning the war and having the victory today as a result. And so I need you to build up your faith. I need you to believe. Uh, I need you to recognize that the power of the Holy Spirit is here and he's present. And that's what we're talking about. It's so big. And, uh, you know, I've never, ever met a person that struggles with an addiction that wants to remain addicted. I've, I've never met, you know, somebody addicted to something that they wanted to keep in their life. And, and so I, I truly need you to lean in uh, to this because we're believing for something so significant. So what I want to do over the course of these next several minutes is I want to walk through a little bit of the process on how it happens and, and how we find ourselves. Because usually the, the addictions that we have, they start small. They, 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 they often don't even start with what we're addicted to now. They start with something else and it leads to in a progressive path towards something else. So that thing that it starts with, we allow it, we try, we dabble, we experiment, and then we try it again and repeatedly, and then, and then we become more comfortable with it. And so then it remains and it stays, and then it develops into a habit where we continue to return to it. And so if we allow it to remain, what happens is the devil then develops a stronghold inside of us. And that's, he wants that stronghold there. Uh, the, the stronghold is something that we talked about in week one of this series, where, where there are strongholds in our life that we've got to break free of. And so sometimes that stronghold is so strong that it becomes an addiction. And that's exactly what the devil wants. He wants us to be addicted and remain addicted. And so the way it works, the, the terminology that I'm going to use is, is there's, a, there's a cycle of destruction. And so our addiction, it, it literally can become part of our identity. Because you know how we, we, we associate the things that we are or do with, with our identity. So let me give you an example. If, if I come up to you and I say, hey, you know, my name's Aaron, I'm a pastor. Uh, many of us, we do the same thing. It, so we connect our identity with the things that we do. So you, you may say, hey, my name is Jeff, Sarah, whatever, and, 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 and I'm an engineer, I'm a teacher, I'm in sales. And so what happens is it gets connected with our identity, the things that we do. And so our, our addictions, we experience the same thing because it becomes part of our compulsive behavior where we just say, well, this is who I am. This is what I do. This is just part of me. In fact, sometimes we'll even say, well, my, my dad was so angry and, and I just am angry like he was. It's just, we, we adopt it as part of who we are. Or, or maybe we say, you know, I've always struggled with sexual sin and it's just, it's just kind of one of the things that is just there and I don't ever think it's going to be gone. And to be real honest, that's a, that's a dangerous belief. In fact, it's a lie. What, what the devil wants to do is he wants to tell us a lie and have us connect with it and identify with it so that we allow it to remain. And God did not ever, ever intend for us to identify with something in our life that's a lie from Satan. He never intended us to identify in that regard. But we're allowing that to be and to stay and remain. And I'm here to tell you, like, that's not who we are. But we've allowed it to remain, and the enemy has developed a stronghold. And, but I'm praying and believing that God's going to set us free today. And, and that's so powerful, so amazing. So one of the steps of the destruction of the cycle, or, or the, the cycle of destruction, is that we allow it to be part of our identity. The next thing is we start to feel increasingly hopeless, where it's possible that you've dealt with it over and over, time and time again, 
for an extended period of time and where you just, you say, I don't know if I'll ever, ever be free and, and I'll never be liberated from it. And sometimes we'll read books on it or we'll watch TED Talks or sometimes we've received prayer. Sometimes we've come up and, and people have anointed us with oil. We've received prayer at church. We've gone to seminars we, we, and we believe. And so it's possible we were free from it for a period of time, but then we fall back into it repeatedly and we just feel hopeless. We feel defeated like we'll never be able to overcome it. Another part of the cycle is that sometimes we even get to the point where we're defensive, where we just say, look, you have no idea what's gone on in my life. You have no idea what I've been through. This is not that bad. It's okay if it's there. It helps me to get over some of my problems and issues. And so I addressed those coping mechanisms last week. And so oftentimes those can become a stronghold and we allow that to remain. And in scripture, it even uses such strong language that if that stronghold becomes, becomes an addiction, we can become enslaved to it. And so when we're enslaved to something that means that we're in bondage, we're like a prisoner. And, and sometimes in our head, we're going, I won't ever be able to break free. And so that means you're, 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 you're held captive. You know, sometimes we just don't, won't ever feel like we can be released from it. And I just, God has, has never ever intended us to be a slave to anything other than his son. Like it, we are to be a slave to Christ and Christ alone and serve him but we are not to be a slave to anything else. And the problem is if we do in the cycle of destruction, it says very strongly that we get to the point where we lose our life. When we succumb to our addictions, then we stop trying to break free and we're enslaved to it. And in Romans chapter six, starting in verse 12, it says this, do not let sin control the way that you live. Do not let the sinful, do not give in to sinful desires. Do not let any part of your body become an instrument of evil to serve sin. Instead, give yourselves completely to God. For you were dead, but now you have new life. So use your whole body as an instrument to do what is right for the glory of God. Sin is no longer your master, for you are no longer under, living under the requirements of the law. Instead, you live under the freedom of God's grace. And so that's the liberty that we're talking about. So we're not gonna be enslaved. We're not gonna let that addiction be our master. And sometimes people go, well, well, how do I know if it's my master, if it's controlling me, if I'm enslaved to it? And, and so this could be a wide, wide range. You could be enslaved to food. Uh, where, where we're addicted to food, we could be addicted to the language that we use and, or, or marijuana or substances. And, and so what happens is we think about it and we lack self-control regarding that particular item and that thing. And so let me ask you a few thought-provoking questions when it comes to this. So the first one is, do you have family members or friends that would say that they feel like you have a problem? They feel like that thing in your life seems to be dominating and you are constantly going to it. Do you continue to participate in it even though you know it's hurting you or hurting other people around you? It could be it's 
it's mastering your life if you change your schedule around it or because of it or plan for it. Can you go one week without it? Do you ever try to hide it? Do you try and keep it a secret or cover it up so people aren't aware? So if you answered yes to two or even three of those questions, it's probably mastering your life. And the Lord calls us to something different, something better. And again, we're moving towards freedom and we're gonna win and experience freedom today. So what would it take? Like, what would it take for you to win the war today and to be free once and for all from this? And, and I have the answer, I have the solution. And it's in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, is for the Lord is spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And so because of God and who he is, because of Christ, his, his victory over death, because of the spirit, like God is here, his spirit is here, he's present. And so freedom is available and it's available now. And the question is, are we gonna choose it? Are we gonna walk in it? Are we gonna allow it to remain? And so we've gotta have it in our life. And so if you are a Christ follower, you have the spirit inside of you, which is amazing. So it says that, you know, that, that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells inside of us when we choose to follow him. And so it's like we're taking him with us. Everywhere we go, the Spirit's inside of us. And one of the other ways I like to, 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 to understand is that, I, that we're going wherever the Lord leads us. So the Spirit's in us and he, and he guides us, but God, I'll go wherever you have for me and your Spirit will absolutely lead and dictate that. And so in Colossians chapter 1, verse 21, it says this. It says, this includes you, all of us, every single one of us, who were once far away from God, you were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are, a, and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. Because of Christ, we're blameless, forgiven, freed of any problem, of any compulsive behavior, of any addiction that we experience, and we win the war in our mind, and we win the war against the addiction. And so we're going to have the victory and experience that. And so I wanna just share a couple of points with you. And so my challenge to you is that we've gotta stop using excuses. Uh, you know, because sometimes we'll make all the reasons and excuses. Oh, I had a horrible dad. I was abused when I was younger. And so all those things might be true. That might be true. And you maybe have had a difficult life and I get it, but there's, there's healing for each of those things. There's restoration for all of that. And so blaming those or making excuses or reasons allows that to remain in our life. It's like we're, we're saying, hey, this is my mess. This is the hand that I've been dealt with. I just deal with it. It's just the problem. And, and so I'm, I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be that way. You can be free from your addiction because at some point in time, we've got to take responsibility for our choices. The things that we decide to put in our mouth or in our body or participate in, we're the ones that are choosing that. In one of Jesus' teachings, 
Uh, he was talking about the kingdom of God, and, and, and which he often did, which is so cool. And, and so he was giving particular examples about being in the, in the kingdom and, and experiencing it. And he used it in the framework of, of being invited to a wedding. And so all these people are invited to a wedding, and these are the excuses that they gave in Luke 14, verse 18. It says, but they all began making excuses. So one said, I just bought a field and I must inspect it, please excuse me. Another said, I have just bought five pair of oxen and, and I wanna try them out, please excuse me. Another said, I just got married, so I can't come. And so Jesus is offering guilt-free, blameless, restored kingdom of heaven on earth that we can experience and we're making excuses why we can't show up and why we can't do it. You know, and, and, and even just sharing that, sometimes we just, we begin to rationalize it in our brain and we go, you just don't understand. You just have no idea and, and I can't break free. I won't ever be able to. And I got news for you. You're choosing to remain enslaved to your addiction. I'm telling you very boldly, you can be free. You can choose this. You can have the victory once and for all. In fact, it says that in scripture, in Philippians 4.13, it says that I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Every single thing, including overcoming compulsive behaviors and decisions. And so what we're gonna do is we're gonna remove the lies and we're gonna replace them with truth, but we've gotta cut the ties to them. And so number two is, Literally, we're cutting the ties. So we're breaking free of the stronghold, the, that anchor that's dragging us down. We're cutting that once and for all. And so some of us, we've got to do some drastic things. In our life that's associated with that addiction, you might need to change the places that you go. If there's this one particular place that you go and there's these people and you always go there, well, I got news for you, you can't go there anymore. If you're gonna cut ties and remove that, that's a part of your life that has to be changed. You might have a particular routine. Hey, when I wake up, I do this. Hey, before I go to bed, I do this. You might have to change your routine entirely. And you probably are gonna have to change some of the people that you spend time with. If your addiction is associated to them, you have to cut it off. It's gotta change and it probably is going to be drastic. It has to be. So if you struggle with internet pornography, there's the probability that you won't be able to go on the internet alone ever. And, and you go, well, that's crazy, that's ridiculous. Are you not willing to do something drastic so you don't remain addicted to that particular thing? Because right now the enemy's got you in a chokehold and you're allowing it to stay. And you're connecting that with your sexuality and he's choking you out because of it. So you may need to go to rehab. You may need professional counseling. You may need to get in a recovery group and go every single week. Which here at Grace Church, you know, connection groups are a part of who we are. We have a recovery group. So whatever it is, whatever you need freedom from, I mean, we've gotta be connected with other people. You know, so, so if your addiction is spending, I'm saying something so drastic that you don't have any way to spend money. No card, no plastic, no online, no, nothing. Until you get to the point where you're freed and liberated, and then you slowly implement those things and have accountability. 
And some of us, quite honestly, we need to go through some deliverance ministry. And in fact, you know, at the end of this service, we're going to have an opportunity where we're praying and we need it. I don't care what you're dealing with or facing. We've got to bring it before the Lord. And in James chapter 4, verse 7, it says this. It says that we've got to humble ourselves. You know, we humble ourselves before God and then we resist the devil and he's got to flee. Like, do you understand the formula in that process? We go before God, God, I need you. We're, we're declaring our dependency upon him alone. And the devil can't stay there. He can't remain in God's presence. It's impossible. Because of God's holy impurity, he pushes him out. But the problem is, is we're allowing him to remain. We're not showing our dependency or humility on the Lord. And I, I also get the part where for some of us, it's gonna be easy to say yes. Where some of the stuff I'm saying, you're going, yes, yes, yes. It's easy to say yes in here. But when we walk out the doors and we go in the parking lot and we get our in our vehicle and we drive away and then it's later this afternoon, later tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow night, all of a sudden it feels like that, that the battle line is drawn again. And so what I'm praying and believing and what I need you to buy in is that it happens today once and for all, that everything's changed. We renew our thoughts, we renew our spirit, we renew our mind, and we're, today we're totally free. And so if you're serious about this, freedom's available. It's, it's accessible for us today, but you've got to pursue after God relentlessly, and we've got to cut the ties. We've got to cut them off. We have to push those bad habits aside and we replace them with new ones. That's the third point is where we fill the void. This is inevitable, like we get this. Anytime you have something and you take it out, there's a vacuum, there's a space, there's a void. Well, we've gotta put something else in its place. If not, what we just took out is too easy to go back to. So maybe it's cigarettes and we understand the nicotine and the chemical addiction and but there's also the hand-to-mouth uh, you know, habit. And so it's like, well, I, I smoke when I wake up. I smoke after dinner. I smoke before I go to bed. Okay, well, now you don't smoke anymore. You don't smoke. You're going to be freed and, and liberated from that. So what do you do instead? Because for that particular time, you went and did that with those certain people during your break time at work. We're not doing that anymore. So now what is it that we're implementing? Maybe it's alcohol. You know, many times we just, we drink alcohol and we go, oh, I'm not an alcoholic. I just, I'll just have a glass of wine just to, to wind down a little bit when, I, when I'm stressed or, you know, just after, you know, before dinner. And, and, but we find that it's, it's multiple days, many days, in fact, most, if not all day, all the days of the week. And so we read a verse like Ephesians 5.18 that says, hey, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And we go, oh, I don't have any DUIs. Like, I'm not an alcoholic. I, that's not me. But my question is, how often are you drinking? Can you go a week without it? And so when we remove the drinks and the cocktails and the beer on the weekend, like you've got to replace it with something life-giving. We have to, we have to fill that void. So what are we putting in its place instead? You know, so for us here at Grace Church, I mean, 
un, like unapologetically, if you are not dialing into God's word and reading it and having prayer as part of your, your daily life, that's where you start. You've got to have that. So out in the lobby, we have a SOAP Bible study method that we use. It's a brochure. So SOAP is an acronym. It's scripture, observation, application, and prayer. So you use a journal, you read particular verses, and, you, and you, you, you're writing down what the Lord is speaking to you. So we're removing the old stuff and we're bringing his word and his truth into our life once and for all. If you need help in your prayer life where you go, man, I'm not, like, I'm not a great prayer. I, I, I lose focus when I pray. We have a prayer guide in the lobby. So you need to grab that and, and it'll help walk you through the steps on having an active growing prayer life. And, and most certainly one of the things that we have to have when we're removing addictions is accountability. And so we have a recovery group. We have connection groups that are, that are focused on winning the war in your mind in the book that we've been walking through. And when I say accountability, I'm talking about 100% vulnerability. So find somebody that you know, that you trust. I'm not talking about 90% because that's mostly accountable. Who in your life do you trust so much and they love you enough to say what needs to be said? That's accountability. That's what I'm talking about. You can find that in the recovery group. If you don't have that person, it's available through that ministry that we offer. Because if you're the only person that knows about your secret, knows about your addiction, knows about what you're hiding, if you're the only one, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. In fact, Proverbs 28, 13, it says, people who conceal their sins will not prosper, but if they confess and turn from them, they will receive mercy. So we're gonna fill the void of what is removed. And this is my heart and my prayer is number four. And we're gonna, we're, we're remaining in the victory. We're remaining in it. Once and for all, it's done, it's over, it's gone. It's now past life. Now I'm new, I'm restored, and, and I'm excited. And so with that, we've got to acknowledge our weakness. That's what's so interesting about addiction. You know, is we'll hide it, we'll cope, we'll, we'll, we'll allow it to remain. But when we, when we declare before other people and the Lord that I can't do it, I can't do it on my own, God, it's impossible. That's exactly what he wants for us to be completely dependent upon Him, humble ourselves. And man, I'll tell you what, when we do that, He shows up. Because then he, he understands our heart, our desire. He pours out His Holy Spirit. I'm talking about every moment of every day for the rest of our life, complete dependency on our Father in heaven alone. And so, you know, when I, wrote this message and this sermon and this series, I was thinking about this moment right now. This is kind of what I envisioned is, is a, you know, a ministry prayer and an opportunity for us to receive. And, and the thing that's hard is, I mean, who wants to walk forward and say, I've got an addiction? That gets really hard. Cause then you, we're concerned about what other people think or what other, what addiction they think that we might have and it's it's really difficult we feel a little self-conscious so what i want to do is we're going to create an environment where we don't have that 
So there's not gonna be any judgment. There's no condemning attitude or glares. In fact, we're all gonna participate in this together. So would y'all do me a favor and go ahead and stand up? Because when I, when I saw this, like when I envisioned this, I, I just, I saw myself, I was like, I've gotta kneel down. We have to just tell the Lord how much we need Him. And then we're gonna have our prayer team come forward. So if you're a part of our prayer team, we would invite you to come forward. And then when you come up, like you can receive prayer. And so I'm not talking about just addicts. I'm talking about if, you, if you're a former addict and you've experienced victory, then you know you need to come up to show solidarity, to show support for everyone else. So if you have victory, over an addiction. I want you to step out right now into the aisle and come forward. And I, and I can just see many people coming forward. If you need victory in your life for an addiction, right now is the time. If you wanna come forward to pray on behalf and come to the altar for your grandkids, for your son, for your daughter, now's the time, like step out. No, like we're all in this together. Like, so we might need to be on our knees before the Lord. We might need to be here and receive prayer. And I'm telling you, you're, far too many of you are staying in your seat. You should be coming forward. Like, now's the time. Don't worry about anybody else. What we're receiving from the Lord during this time, this is so significant. And if you're online, you're like, you can connect with the Lord. And so what I wanna do is uh, we're gonna pray. We're gonna receive ministry prayer from me. Our team is gonna pray. We're gonna close in a song. And so let the Holy Spirit do something supernatural right here and now. Can y'all pray with me? Lord God, we come before you. And God, we want you more than anything. So Lord, we step forward. We walk forward. We want you. We're desiring you. Lord, we raise our hands as an act of surrender, an act of worship. Lord, we know that praise and worship and prayer have got to precede the breakthrough and the the peace that you're giving to us. And so Lord, I pray right now for the outpouring of your Holy Spirit to take place, that you would cut ties, that you would remove the, the mindset of poverty, Lord, our addiction to spending. Lord, I pray that you would cause us to be free from alcohol and drugs and, and painkillers and so many things in our life, the, the substances and, and the physical things, Lord, the habits, the addiction to the chemicals, Lord, would you remove that once and for all, that we, be set free. We're not prisoners. We're restored. Lord God, we thank you for your power and your authority. And we declare victory because of who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.